right, we are going to move to our second area of doctrine. We've been talking about the Trinity, the doctrine of God, the last several weeks, and I really enjoyed that study. I mean, that's the first primary area of doctrine. There's nothing greater than to talk about God. And we talked about the Trinity particularly, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three in one, and it's our great and almighty God that, that we serve Second area of doctrine is the Scriptures, and we're going to begin talking about that this morning. I want to read the statement that we have that's our, our basis of how we word this. And these flow in a, a natural order that the first area of doctrine, everything starts with God. And then the next thing we move to naturally is then how God communicates to us, that He has spoken to us through His Word, through His written Word. And that is the Bible. And we say that the Bible is God's written revelation of truth to man. And that is, in a nutshell, is the greatness of the Bible. It is the written revelation of truth. It is how we know truth about life. And God gave it through uh, chosen prophets. And every one of those prophets were from the nation of Israel. That is one of the special ways God has used the nation of Israel to bring His truth through them. And every prophet in the Bible was Jewish. And God spoke through those men. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And they wrote down what God wanted them to write down. And those are the 66 books of the Bible that we have. So it was supernaturally given by God to man through chosen prophets from the nation of Israel. It guides believers in every issue of life through precepts, principles, or practices presented in the Bible. The Bible is the final authority for right and wrong in life. And so this morning, we're going to focus on our, our, the first phrase there. The Bible is God's written revelation of truth to man. And I want you to look at Scripture from Jesus in John chapter 8 for this. John chapter 8, verse 31 and this is a great statement from Jesus. It's one that's great to memorize. Verse 31, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed Him, If you abide in My word, you are My disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Foundational statement from Jesus. To those who believe on Him. And if you believed on Jesus this morning... This is a foundational truth for you in your life in following Jesus. He says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You are really my disciple. He's saying, this is what it means to be my disciple. Disciple means a follower or a learner. The basis of our learning is through the word of God. And what we learn is the truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Let's read on. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. But a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free... You shall be free indeed. Jesus said that there is slavery 
in the world. It's the worst form of slavery. It's a slavery to sin. We have a lot of slavery today. There's been different times of slavery in the world that has been wrong. There was slavery in our country that was wrong, and that was changed. There are some forms of slavery that the Bible does allow. You commit crime. In the Bible, there was slavery for debt, and that's, that's what you see slavery in the Bible for, and, and that, that was uh, allowed. But the worst kind of slavery, the most prominent kind of slavery that exists today is slavery to sin. And Jesus tells us here about that slavery. And the way to get free from that is through the truth of the Word of God. So here's the battle in your life and my life, played out on the earth. It's a battle between truth and lies. And that battle is played out in our minds. What we know, what we think about in our minds, what we see and hear, and it comes into our mind, and there's a battle between truth and lies in the world. The lies are sin. Sin lies to us every time. It promises to give us things that it cannot give us, and it won't give us, and it hides the things that it will really give us is death and pain and suffering. It hides all that, and it lies to us. And that battle is played out in our minds every day. And the only way that you and I are going to win that battle, and Jesus here, our Lord and Master, is teaching us this. This is what we desperately need to know in our life. This is the benefit of being a disciple of Jesus, is that we need to know the truth in our minds so that it will free us from being a slave of sin. And that truth comes through this book. In 66 books collected together is one Bible, the book. By the way, the word Bible is Greek just for book. So, you know, Bible is a particular name we've come to get used to, but it just, it just meant in Greek, it's the book. It's the book. It's the book of all books. It is the most important book that you need to be reading. And you need to be reading the Bible every day. Because every day you're going to be in this battle between truth and lies and you need to put the truth in your mind if you have any hopes of being successful in this battle. That's what Jesus is teaching his followers. He's saying, if you abide in my word, abide, that word abide means to live in. You're in it constantly every day and you're, you're reading it and memorizing it so you can take it with you as you go about the whole day. That's what Jesus describes as his disciples, ones who live in his word and they're, they're, they've got it in their mind and they're living by it. Those are the ones that are really his disciples and they know the truth and the truth makes them free. It means it gives them power to have victory, to make the right choice. Well, you now have the ability to say no to sin. Because of the truth in your mind and the Holy Spirit, we talked about the Holy Spirit's work before, He is the one that empowers you to make that choice to choose the truth. But the thing is, and the basic thing we're focused on here is, this is how you know the truth. And if you don't make the effort to be reading the Bible and to be memorizing it, you won't have that truth in your mind. And you won't have the strength 
than to say no to sin. Jesus said, this is what my disciples need to do. This is what I want you to do as my disciple, is to be abiding in, the, in my word so you can know the truth. And this is what the word of God is for us. This is why it's the most important book of all books. Now, there's been some good literature written throughout the ages. There's been a lot of bad literature written down through the ages, and we need to have discernment. Because, you see, Jesus teaches us here, hey, there's lies out there in the world. There's a lot of falsehood out in the world. And there is no profit for you putting that in your mind. Because that's going to just lead you down the wrong path. And you need to have discernment as a disciple of Jesus and say, I'm going to guard my mind and I'm going to live by the truth and I'm going to put the truth in my mind. And you need to discern that with the literature that's out there or whatever you read or whatever you look at, whatever you put in your mind through your eye gate and your ear gate. It needs to be truth. And if it's not, you need to keep it out. But the foundation of this is, and how do you know that? How do you know where, what's truth out there? It's by what you will read in these 66 books. And I urge you to the importance of be, to be reading this every day. Jesus' model for us as our leader was he got alone at the start of every day to pray and to meditate on, on the Word of God to put it, strengthen his mind in that. In a sense, his focus, Jesus wasn't weak to sin like we are, but he, as in, in a human body, he set his focus on the Word of God in, in, in prayer to then carry out the works of his Heavenly Father on the earth. And if Jesus did that, how much more do we need to do that every morning so that we take it with us through the day? So we need to be reading every, every day, every morning, it's our spiritual food, just like you eat physically, physical food, and you need to do that. And if you ignore that, you will get sick and you won't do very well. You'll be weak physically. We will be weak spiritually if we don't eat our spiritual food. And Jesus himself even gave us that parallel. Another foundational verse that he quoted from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8.3, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone. Your physical food is not the only thing you need. Man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what Jesus was teaching. It's our spiritual food, and we live by it. We, it's our source of spiritual strength. And if we don't take it in, if we aren't eating it, we're going to be weak spiritually. So the importance of the Bible and the life of the Christian cannot be understated. It is a basic fundamental of what we need. We need to be reading it every day. And then I want to urge you to the fact we need to have a complete diet of the Word of God. That means Old Testament and New Testament and every book of the Bible. Now, this is a big book, 66 chapters. You can't really sit down and read this in just a short time like you can maybe do some other books. Most of us just don't have this time to do that. But you need to have time every day where you can be reading through it. And I encourage you to the goal of reading through all of the Bible 
in a consistent, regular way where you're getting all of the Word of God that He's given to us, and He's given it to us for a reason. Because it gives us just the whole spectrum of the truth of God, His work on the earth. In Genesis, we see the beginning of of everything and how God made everything. We see how everything was made. And there is no other record, there is no other book that gives us this. And, of course, even another try, and some there are some other creation stories that are all false. The Word of God is the truth about how everything happened, and we can trust that. We can believe that. And that's so fundamental to our understanding of life, everything on the earth and in the universe. It tells us the beginning of creation, how God made everything. It tells us the beginning of mankind, us, what our life is about, how God made us. And then it tells us the source of our greatest problem, of what we've just talked about, how we as human beings have fallen into sin. And that is the core problem in life. That's the key issue in life, is a decision between right and wrong. And that's the key thing we need to be focusing on every day. That's the truth. We get that from the Word of God. We get that from the book of Genesis. And then we get the uh, truth about that God has provided a plan to redeem us, to forgive us, and to save us in this battle, in this fall into sin, this rebellion into sin, really is a more accurate word. We rebelled into sin. We didn't just trip into it. We've gone straight into it. And God has a plan to save us from that. And we know that only from the Bible. That's why it's the most important book of all books. And even in Genesis, God began to introduce that plan and that there was going to be a man born of woman who would crush Satan's head. Satan who came to Eve and deceived her. Satan has always worked from deception. From the beginning. He works from deception today. From lies. The battle between truth and lies. Jesus said that Satan is the father of all lies. He says he doesn't speak the truth at all. All he does is lie to people. And we see that with Eve. He just lied to her. And Satan lies over and over and over. And he's lying today. That's how he works. And it is through the truth of the Word of God that we know what the truth is. And that God said, I'm going to send a man, born a woman, who is going to rescue you. And then Genesis reveals that he picked one man, then later Abraham, who he chose to make into a nation. And through that nation and through that man, he would bring the Messiah into the world, Abraham, and the nation of Israel. That is why they are special in God's work. That he chose to use them physically to bring the Messiah into the world. And then, uh, and the word of God through the prophets... And Jesus has promised to sit on the throne of David, the throne of Israel, forever. There's going to be, you know, just remember, we get talking about heaven, heaven, and we're going to live in heaven forever. Revelation tells us it's going to be, eventually God's going to create a new earth. We're living on a new earth forever. Heaven and earth can be joined. There's going to be an earth with nations. And Jesus is going to be king over the nations. And Israel's going to be have a special place of honor because they birthed the Messiah. God used them to birth the Messiah and they gave us the Word of God. Genesis tells us that. And then all in the Old Testament, it tells the story 
of God bringing that about through the nation of Israel. They were freed out of, of Egypt, out of slavery, to picture that salvation from sin. And how, what God did through, through them, gave them the Ten Commandments, gave them the moral code of right and wrong. That's our basis of our moral code today. Uh, the, those commandments of right and wrong are the truth today. The basis of our laws. We get all this from God's work through Israel in the Old Testament. And you read all that history and you learn of the mind of God and how He deals with people and how He deals with nations and, and His, His uh, standards of right and wrong. And, and then you read from the uh, prophets. You have the history books and then you have the prophets writing. And you see His great truths about the Messiah and the future kingdom of the Messiah. God's plan for the future, and it gives us hope, and it gives us confidence, and it gives us strength, and it gives us, it gives us insight into the future. I mean, people today, like in our nation, they're going, what, what's going on? Why, why is all this happening? Why, why did 9-11 happen? Why did all this happen with COVID? Why is all this happening with, with America? You know, we say, God bless America. Well, that's an easy thing to say, but it doesn't happen unless a nation is obeying God. And so we read all that in the Old Testament. God judges nations. He judged the nation of Israel with, the, with two things. He allowed enemies to come from the outside to invade it, and then He brought judgment and it crumbled from within through pestilence, disease, and just foolish decisions from within, particularly the rise of homosexuality. You can study world history and most nations Empires crumbled in the end morally through homosexuality. They went through this process and in the last stage of it was homosexuality where a complete society just crumbles within itself. Roman Empire did that. Israel had that happen. And that gives us answers for what's happening in our own nation, the United States of America. And that God is judging our nation. And we know the answers. We know the truth of why it's happening and what we can do to try to Work against that. How do we know that? From the Bible. The Bible tells us that. That's the truth. That God rained fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah because the land was becoming polluted. It was destroying that land. And God had plans for that for Abraham. And this issue of homosexuality. We know the truth. We know why we need to stand against this strongly because it will bring the judgment of God on our land. And it is. It is now. Just... The last four to eight years, we had God's people stand up and get behind a candidate who openly flaunted homosexuality at the Republican National Convention. And Christians thought, okay, that's okay. We're going to go with this. And look where we're at now. All of that that was gained has all been reversed through COVID. And we are suffering economically. You can't get ahead and ignore God. God judges nations. And no man can overcome that. God has no respect of persons. We know that from the Bible. If God judged David, and God judged the nation of Israel when they did these things, we know God will judge us too in America. These are answers for our lives today. We know this through the Bible. 
and that we can't gain anything as a nation if we don't, if we follow homosexuality and abortion, we will not prosper. No matter who is in the White House, no matter what kind of economic plan they have, no matter what they have going for them, we will fall as a nation. We know that from the Bible if we follow these two things. That's truth that we need to know that will help guide us in decisions. The Old Testament tells us that. Then we go into the New Testament and the glorious coming of, of the Lord Jesus. God fulfilled His promise to Israel in the Old Testament that the, the Messiah would come and He did come born of Abraham and David. That's another great part of the Old Testament that David was the king of Israel. That would be a picture of Jesus. And Jesus was promised to have... His kingdom was a picture of the kingdom of Jesus. And, Je and then Jesus came and was born, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And came and did His wonderful works as the King of Israel, the Messiah, the Word of God, and the wonderful, compassionate healer, as we're seeing as we go through the book of Mark. As he healed people over and over and over and showed them He was the answer. And so we have this revelation of Jesus, and we have that wonderful truth that Jesus is the, the Lord and Savior who we need to follow and Jesus came and lived a perfect life and taught us the truth and taught us who the Father was and how to get to Him. And then He went and laid His life down for us, for the sheep, to die for our sin. And then He rose from the dead. The only one who's ever done that, the only way to be saved, and the only way to have life eternally. This is the truth we have from the Bible. And then Jesus returned to heaven and left His followers behind to continue on His work in assemblies of believers called churches. And the rest of the New Testament, we had the record of the churches spreading out and witnessing and growing and spreading around the world. We know that from the New Testament. And we have all those writings to the churches. And then, and then we have the wonderful close of the New Testament where He tells us the end of all things and how everything's going to end up. What valuable truth. The generation that's alive on the earth in that day will be confused in darkness. Uh, Jesus said men will, will tremble and be perplexed at all the signs that are happening and all the things coming on the earth and they will tremble and be afraid. The men will. But the people who know the Word of God won't because they know the truth about what's happening. And they'll know it from the Bible, from Jesus' teaching and from the prophet's teaching and from the uh, Apostle John's revelation. And they'll know what's going to happen. This is the, the wonderful treasure of the Bible. And you won't know that if you don't read it, if you're not reading through all of it. And this is what Jesus said, that you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. It'll set you above all the deception and all the weakness of the world. You'll know the truth and the truth will lead you in your life. And so I urge you the importance of reading through all the Bible. There are different plans. We have a Bible reading plan on the table over there, and there's other plans out there. The important thing is just do that. I encourage you, the plan is going to help you do that. You've got to read about four to five chapters a day. If you read four to five chapters a day in the Bible every day, or most days, I mean, you can, skip, you can miss one or two but, uh, if you get behind, but if they average four to five chapters a day, you will get through the whole Bible in the context of a year. And that's a good, I think, a good goal. And it's something I've been doing the last 15, 20 years of my life, and it has just been a wonderful, wonderful blessing.
to see and just take in all of God's truth that He's given to us in all these 66 books, and all of them are important, and all of them have some wonderful nuggets of truth in them that are really a blessing uh, to our lives. And so the Bible is God's written revelation of truth to man that Jesus says we need to live by it, abide in it, and we'll be His disciples as we do. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your truth. Thank you for giving us the Bible so we can know these things and we can be equipped with this knowledge in our minds that strengthens us and gives us strength over the works of the devil in the world and all the lies of the world. Help us to put these truths in our minds. Strengthen us in our minds to follow your word and your truth. So we follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your victory. Thank you for your power, your salvation to us. Lead us in the days ahead that we may walk in the truth and serve you with all of the deception that's happening in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.